0: Hello and welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, what you smiled at me for. I don't know. Talk about what we've been watching. I am Declan. And I am Ned. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Barbarian. One last spooky season episode.
1: Oh, is this the last one?
0: Well, for spooky season, it comes out tomorrow, this episode, and it's Halloween. Happy Halloween. Mm. So, obviously, I know we always give plenty of warning that we do get into spoilers so ideally you will have seen the film um or at least know that you won't be watching the film but you just want to hear what it was all like and this film is definitely one of those films that where you can't really get into anything without talking spoilers
1: yeah i think that's fair also i saw it on a letterbox list that said um this is one of those films that's better than no Better to watch the less you know about it. Uh-huh. So uh watch it before you listen to us go on about it because I think we've got a lot to say.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we have... You might notice a bit of an audio improvement this week or this episode okay, because... you can actually hear me. Yeah, because we're actually using two microphones now. Um These two microphones are what my mum and I used to use when i had a business podcast with her and we think we're going to try ask her if we can just take it home because she doesn't podcast anymore little early christmas present yeah that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah sharon (laughs) and to um kind of go from there we are in middlesbrough where we've been for the last few days where i'm from for because it's we've been celebrating grandma's 80th
1: I know, been here since Wednesday. I know,
0: and it's now Sunday, it's time. We're getting, well I am, getting. I need to get back to Leeds soon. <laughs> getting touchy. Oh yeah, you might hear a dog barking there, because we, my parents have got a little cockapoo called Barney. Um, trying to think if there's any other general news, what have we been up to? How have you enjoyed your stay in Teesside, Ned?
1: Oh, I love it. Mmm. Mm. We enjoyed
0: yeah. the walk up Rosebury Topping, didn't we?
1: Yes, finally been up Rosebury Topping ever you know, since my Duke of Edinburgh in year 10 when we planned to go up it and didn't have well, been meaning to ever since. And I finally feel like I've got some closure on that one.
0: Closure. <laughs> and that, if anyone's from this neck of the woods that in Teaside you'll know that it's kind of a, a rite of passage too go up rosby topping so we took the dark on a rainy saturday morning didn't we We did, and it was fun um anything else i mean I'll, I'll move on to what we've been watching so yeah
1: i was just checking my what we've been watching and i honestly thought i'd seen more than i've actually seen yeah mm. um of note the good
0: nurse yeah we watched the good nurse on netflix there was a lot of films come out this weekend. Um barbarian the good nurse wendell and wilde bros you did and a look. bit of
1: a po- uh instagram yeah all quiet it, on you? the western front which we mm. might
0: watch tonight mm. um but yeah the good nurse is the story of a serial killer but in a bit of a different way to you would mm. quite imagine so set in the early noughties when he was originally caught anyway um and it's he actually really interesting put hospital together patients, film. hospital patients, didn't he? What I thought was really good about the film is they used Jessica Chastain's character as the main character, like, yeah. focused in on somebody next to it rather than having the serial killer be the, the main person. Yeah, because a, a
1: lot of criticism about TV and cinema that's about serial killers is it like giving them a platform or glorifying what they've done or anything. By thinking, telling the story through Jessica Chastain's character's eyes, it's completely um, circumvented that risk.
0: Yeah. It was very good, very well performed. I generally think it's one of those performances which I wrote in my letterbox review, which gets you some kind of nominations from Jessica Chastain. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, Um, way
1: cool as well about how... So she played a nurse who's got um, a heart condition. Myo... Cardiomyopathy. Yeah um which i don't know much about no i mean neither but to help jessica chastain act in a way that kind of replicated how that affected the life of this nurse they put an earpiece in her and played in her ear obviously not in her um (laughs) (laughs) and played it Played a heartbeat really loud whenever there was a scene where she was having a bit of a that was about it. it was like, really I know clever. she's
0: an actor, so she would probably could have done it anyway, but I do think these little touches that help actors kind of...
1: It really helps it land in such, like, an authentic way. Yeah. Mm, very yeah.
0: cool. And then speaking of uh, serial killers, I finished Finally Dharma, all ten episodes. Oh,
1: yeah, what did you think? Uh, um uh...
0: If I was going to give it a star rating, which I do struggle with for TV because sometimes you've been with it for so long as well yeah i would probably say low three right like it's perfectly watchable but goes on too long Mm. and it just uh, i told i talked once about that creative episode where he murdered the deaf guy and a lot of it was done from the deaf guy's perspective Mm. um but yeah I don't really know why I watched it, to be honest, because I've given up on other shows for less. Yeah. But it just... Like, I don't know. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised now with Netflix roll out, because it's got that funny name, Dharma, Monster, something. Like, I feel like they'll probably do more serial killers stories, because, I mean, it's their second highest ever English-language yeah. watch, And, like, people show, so. people
1: love true crime. yeah so yeah Mm, what else did
0: I watch oh we watched uh Jodie Whittaker's final Doctor Who episode it
1: was I really enjoyed
0: it I didn't really no I can't like I'm not a massive hoovian, so I watched it when David Tennant well no he wasn't the first one when it came back Christopher Eccleston I watched that and then when David Tennant was the doctor that was like when I was religiously watching it yeah I probably watched a bit of Matt Smith as well
1: Matt Smith really lost it for me, but I have since done a full rewatch. So and then who I'm did it go to? to? Um, uh, Peter Capaldi.
0: Yeah, see, not for me. And then I tried with Geordie Whittaker, but I don't think it was her characterisation. I thought it was the writing. But what I'm super excited for is to see what happens now. David Tennant's back. And I was reading the Massive other day...
1: spoiler if you've not seen it, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, it was all over the internet. You'd have to live in a hole if you didn't say that.
1: I rarely see spoilers on no, the internet. That's good. In fact, the only reason I saw a spoiler about this was because my friend Hi Lauren sent it in the group chat, so it was like direct, and I couldn't avoid it.
0: So what I was reading was: was obviously David Tennant's back, mm. and the BBC have all obviously always funded Doctor Who, mm. but it's got fund Disney Plus funding. Cause it's going to be on Disney Plus in America, so they're also like co-producing.
1: Oh, does that mean it's going to suddenly have a really high budget and be like all flashy?
0: Where it doesn't. I need hope to so. Be? Yeah.
1: Oh, no. I... <laughs> what I love about Doctor Who, you know, is I was listening budget. back to
0: our previous episode the other day, and you called me a a snob.
1: I don't think I called you a snob. I say you have expensive, oh, taste. expensive
0: taste. That was it.
1: Because you do like flashy
0: things. I just like things to look as real as possible.
1: Well, I don't see the point in making them look real. I like to see the the low-budget stuff looking low-budget. Gives it a bit of edge, bit of realism. Right. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, we've got three episodes, three specials in 2023, by the mm-hmm. sounds of it. Um, Funded
1: by Disney+. Plus.
0: And BBC. It's and like BBC. a co-production, apparently. Okay. Well, we'll see then. And then Shooty Shutigat- Gatwa will yeah. be the... Yeah. Doctor at some point. Which For those is of you who exciting. don't know, he is from sex, sex education. education. You dirty pig. <laughs> That's him, isn't it? Wash your hands, you dirty, dirty pigs. pig. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched anything else? Um, Actually, no.
1: No? Oh, do you know what, actually? Your mum's had um, Dubai Bling on quite Oh, a my God. <laughs> and... uh made me think i might uh i I used to do a bit a a few arabic lessons on duolingo so i think alongside my spanish i might add arabic on
0: really and where were we going to practice that then marrakesh
1: yeah we'll go to marrakesh although i think they speak french there as well so
0: oh wow where's a truly arabic country Well, the Arab world world is quite a big place. I don't want to go to Dubai, but when we connect through to go to Thailand. (laughs)
1: I'll Try and speak a bit of Arabic in the airport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, oh, and I always like to just put a general bit of movie TV news in. Last night it brought that Henry Cavill will no longer play Geralt of Riviere in The Witcher after the next season which comes do out. Do know how
1: long I've been meaning to watch the second season?
0: <laughs> Have you still not watched it? No. no. I didn't really like the second season that much, to be honest. And there's been a lot of speculation as to why. Some people are saying, well, it's come quite quickly after. It looks like he's going to be taking up Superman a bit more, but I think it would be quite easy to do The Witcher and Superman at the same time. Um, Not right at the same time, but scheduling would work. Um, Then some people are saying... Now he seems to be back in films. His agents have said, we're not doing telly anymore. But then perhaps the most realistic version of events is that he's walked away from it due to creative differences because he's very... He loves The Witcher. He loves the books. He loves the games. And Mm. apparently behind the scenes, the show is a bit of a mess with writers. Uh So he's walked away from it because they want to dive.
1: Well, such is his prerogative, really. They want
0: to divert too much from the original... Mm. Like, from the books and the source material, which always happens, because people want to put their own stamp on it, and sometimes books and TV, like, sorry, sorry, books and video games, if you just did a frame-for-frame adaptation, it wouldn't take make a lot of sense in the video mm. perspective, but, um, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, that sounds perfectly reasonable.
0: Shall we move on to Trailer Trash or Treasure?
1: Well, just one final note to say: Leeds Film Festival is coming up, isn't it?
0: Oh yes, it is. So we are lucky enough to be told that we have been granted a press pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully we're going to check out lots of films and mention them. And um, the opening film, opening night film, is "Living" with. Phil ooh, we've ooh, seen yeah. the trailer.
1: The trailer for that looks really nice. And apparently
0: it's a very, very good film. Yeah. Um, a closing film is called After Sun with Paul Mascal. Um And there's some really good film. There was one in there, can't remember the name of it. Um, there's a lot of kind of immigrant stories at the minute. Um, there's nice. one about setting in, Ind- I think it was India. And it was about people, you know keeping their queerness in and the gender and yeah so i just wanted to put that on the show notes to say check out the program um and online if you're, lo- if
1: you're local to leeds get yourself over even yeah. just one evening
0: just have a look at the program see if there's a film that you think yeah. oh that sounds interesting and just go and support yeah independent oh yeah and i suppose cinema. it's
1: worth to- worth saying as well even if you're not local to leeds check out whatever local film festival you do have because yeah. they are on all over the place.
0: I really want to go to London Film Festival one year. Mm. And Toronto, but obviously London's a lot more realistic.
1: Oh, we've missed it again. There's a horror one every Halloween in Harrogate called Dead Northern, and I really want to go. Well,
0: we'll have to make a It's order. been on the list yeah. for like five years. Yeah. <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: Trailer Trash of treasure, treasure now? Yes. So it's actually been quite quiet when it comes to trailers of late. So this one isn't technically in there last week but it was
1: we've done our best ago, up till now yeah though. we have
0: to be fair that's very true um so it's the crown season five let's get into it
1: let's see you in a um, sec oh no
0: i'll watch along yeah the links, links, links in, the in the show, show notes. notes if yeah. you um would like to watch and then listen
1: yeah Bye. All right. bye
0: Well, that was good. Ah, oh, yes, it was. Do
1: you know, I never even really paid atten- any attention to the royal family until the crown became a thing.
0: I thought you were going to say until the queen died. No, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'd have been sad about the queen dying had I not watched the crown. Really? Well, not like sad in the way that I was. Um, but Imelda Staunton it looks like she'd be a really good
0: queen. I think the standout for me, not to be, like, typical gay... Diana. ...is Elizabeth Debicki as Diana.
1: Do you know what? Yeah.
0: They, it's the, it's, it
1: looks like they've cast it really well.
0: Yeah, it's the voice more than anything. Yeah. It's, like, what what's her voice going to be when you hear those lines of, like, mm. her doing the Diana voice? Because it's one of those characters, a bit like Austin Butler with Elvis. Mm. Like, it could very, very easily teeter on being... Like sounding like a bit of a piss take, couldn't it? What Diana? Like a caricature, like you do in like snatch game in Drag Race, as Diana rather than actually Princess Diana. Maybe, yeah. I think so. Anyway, fair enough. Um, I think. Don't know when this one runs to, because I don't see any reference to Blair, unless it was. I mean, she died. Was Blair ninety two? No, that was no, John Major. John Major. Um, I saw John Major. He's played by Johnny Lee Miller. Um, but Leslie Manville is Princess Margaret as well. That's cool. I like Leslie. I wonder Manville. if she dies during this season because she. Oh no, two thousand and two. I don't. We don't really know when this is gonna. No. Time will tell. Or two. Um, the fifth season focuses on the nineteen nineties, apparently. Yeah. So maybe Diana will die.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, she did die in '97, so it's not like she will die. It's yeah. just whether how much they go into the 1990s Yeah. Because it must be hard for them to say, right like the sixth season's going to be the last one." When will they do? Like, when will the cut off be? Like, let's not go too recent, because that's a bit weird.
1: Well, if season five's the '90s, then why wouldn't season six be the '90s? Just the
0: '90s. Yeah.
1: They're not going to go right up until she died, are they?
0: I'm more thinking about like Prince Andrew's news night interview and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. But what I like about it is the crown is very much, you don't necessarily see the main event itself happening. It's behind the scenes. So I'm sure when it gets to the episode of Diana dying, we won't see some horrendous car crash. We'll see the Queen getting React the news to, to whatever has yeah. happened, which I do think is quite a good way to do it. Yeah. Did you see Judy Dench what she said about the crown?
1: Uh I did. This week. She was like oh, this week. Yeah.
0: It should be like it's almost said it's an offense it's offensive and it should have kind of a disclaimer at the beginning to say this is not true. Which well, was interesting for Emerson... a doll like her to kind of I think she's like her opinion. Yeah,
1: but she's quite A lot of um, actors, or I don't know if it's a lot actually, but at least one other actor whose name I can't remember, has said, oh, it was Joanna Lumley. Quite close friends with the royal family and doesn't like the way they're portrayed.
0: And I think that level of British actor, you know, the Shakespearean one, they're all quite entwined with the royals, aren't they? I think so, yeah. Especially if you're a dame. That's very true.
1: Um, So, yeah. Uh, But having said that, ever since the first season of The Crown... The Royal Press Office has been putting out reminders to everyone that it's fictional.
0: Yeah, I do think it will be popular though, because especially since what's happened yeah. this year. Yeah, uh, and apparently also, really Netflix, TV, yeah. where a lot of a lot of people were catching up with it who'd not watched it before when the Queen had died. So yeah. they'll be on to another winner. actually. Sure. good TV. Yeah, shall we move on to? We still don't have a name for it. Yeah, the main event. No, the final curve. Don't keep saying the main event. Um, it'll I'm stick. just trying to throw some names out. What could we do it? Um, Why the, don't we the say feature. this week's feature? This week's feature. Cool. Fact. No. Um. Something about a lens. Focus. Focus feature. That's a production company. Focus features. Well, we can't use that then. <laughs> Still, what we're working, working on it. On we're working it. on it. But let's talk about Barbarian. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would you like me to do a a sum up? Well,
1: I've got a plot synopsis prepared. Well, I was... It's quite
0: wordy. Well, okay. So what I was going to do is I was just going to start it. Start the plot synopsis. Like what happens at the beginning. Yeah? Mm. And then not really talk through the plot of the rest, but just talk through it through spoilers, because that's going to be, can't do it otherwise. Okay? What if we do
1: uh, two almost chapters of this episode, then? Why? Well, because my plot synopsis is broken into two.
0: So can I just introduce the film? Yeah. So it's a horror film. And the premise is. The opening shot is this house. In the dark. In the rain. Our main character. Played by Georgina Campbell. Rocks up at the house. And we find out that it is an Airbnb. And. That dreaded thing that you get to the Airbnb. And the key isn't in the lockbox. And you think what on earth is going on. Turns out that there is also somebody else in there and it has been double booked. Um, What's his character called again? Keith. Keith. Yeah, I remember thinking that. I thought, Keith, you don't hear that name very much anymore. It's um, not an American teacher. I know, is. Keith. I know, I thought it was a bit weird. But, sorry to any Keiths out there. Um. So so we've got Tess and Keith. She's a bit dubious of him to start with, as you would be, as a As woman. any
1: sensible modern woman would be. Yeah.
0: Um. But it's just kind of that nightmare of what would happen um, if an Airbnb was double-booked, you had nowhere to go, what would you do? That's the kind of start starting premise.
1: That's how it sets up Tess and Keith's story.
0: Yeah, but the film goes in unexpected, um, unpredictable kind of ways from then, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. On to you now, your part.
1: Would you want my plot synopsis as well? Or no,
0: what? like, take it from there. What would you like to discuss next? Um. Well, I suppose the first
1: thing that's really interesting about this film is that being set in Detroit, it kind of it it couldn't really be set anywhere else and have the same story because the reason that Tess and Keith are brought together is the detroit music scene which the city has a rich history in Mm -hmm. um keith is one of the founders or
0: i didn't really get what no he's like basically like like
1: a cooperative of independent musicians who live in like communities where where they all live in separately they wouldn't be able to afford it type thing um, so they kind of take advantage of spaces they can afford to rent, live there and do music together. Mm-hmm. Um, he is in the Airbnb because he is sc- scouting out new neighbourhoods for them to move into. Um,
0: yeah, because we've got that added thing that Detroit has obviously been on a economic decline since the Well, it sort of hints 80s. at the Reagan era. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, So he then, like, kind of builds new houses and the the suburb that they're in is... What I thought was quite interesting is when the film starts, we only see that house because it's dark. Mm. But then when Tess, our main character, comes out the next morning to go to a job interview, Mm. you realise, oh, my God. Yeah, which It was actually, awful. It was like this the site reason, looks like Hurricane Katrina's just hit.
1: The reason she's there is for a job interview, um, making for a documentary filmmaker who is doing a documentary film about the type of musical communities that Keith is a part of. So that was a nice little bit of kind of um serendipity. Yeah. I liked.
0: Wow. Well, I think it's quite It's kind of a bit of a wrong foot to... And the first surprise that kind of throws you off is obviously it's quite obvious that it would be an obvious plot point for her to go in to this Airbnb with Mm. with Keith Mm. and for something to happen to Uh. her due to Keith. Mm. Spoiler. But it doesn't. But I do think casting Bill Skarsgård is quite a good thing to have done. Yeah, because who is he? Well, he played... It in the new in the two new it films, the yeah. clown, and he just has this kind of spooky. Like he he plays it quite well. This kind of it could be a bit strange kind of vibe. Mm. Um, so I do think with this film, we need to just talk it through chronologically in a way as well, kind of what unfolds. Um. Yeah. So this first night, before she. I know I've said she wakes up and sees the house but the first night he gives her the bed he goes on the sofa he's having like nightmares and um, that wakes her up her door opens and we she thinks it he's opened the door and he's like no it wasn't me and then that's kind of it isn't it i think we potentially see a shadowy figure across the the hall yeah and that's it um but then she goes to the job interview. He's out before her. Then she gets. She then gets back from the job interview.
1: Oh, oh my God! Can we step back one step mm-hmm. before you get there? Um, what I liked about the way Keith and Tess kind of formed their relationship because obviously Tess was really uncomfortable at first, having got into her Airbnb with a strange man. He was aware that she would probably feel uncomfortable given that he is a man and she is a woman. And so went like out of his way to make her know that he was aware of how she would be feeling. Yeah, it was quite... do his bit for...
0: Trying to watch me open the wine? You didn't drink the tea. I noticed you didn't drink the tea because I made it with my back to you. Like, Yeah. yeah, I thought that was quite... Is that what you're referencing? Like an awareness
1: of all the things that go through her mind yes it is what I'm referencing and then he was like oh well I'm not going to let you have the sofa when I'm in the bed we'll swap and there's also a lock on the bedroom door so like he's making her feel safe yeah which you think is because he is untoward and is doing a bit too much but actually it turns out he's just genuine
0: yeah so she goes the next morning he's out he's wrote a letter she goes out to a job interview, and when she gets back, <laughs> she gets to this house, and we kind of see this character running towards her, which is quite scared from like way behind in the frame, can't you? And you're yeah. like, Oh my god, we've noticed him, but she hasn't noticed him yet. Yeah, um, and then he's running towards her, and obviously, she's a bit scared because the where it is is quite a scary part of town it's 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 not
1: even a part of town anymore it's just like it used to be a community and there is not a soul around the houses are dropping to bits yeah they're all overgrown with everything
0: so he's running towards she manages to get in the house and he's like warning her like get out this house get out this house which you think "Ooh, that's a bit scary but Mm. as the film progresses turns out he was warning her Mm. so what happens next um so she runs out of loo roll she
1: runs out of loo roll and, there's and then only... she goes down to the basement that's the only reason she would go to the basement because mm. obviously if you're in a bit of a freaky house you don't go down to the basement but that's where she finds a spare loo
0: roll um... and it, the, she meant she ends up being getting the door
1: shuts up behind her which to be honest with
0: you everyone you start thinking oh who should it who should it but i do think it was just i
1: think it's just a dodgy door
0: i do it's just built on an angle and it just closes behind you yeah and it takes some learning to realize that it does it and then the next time she goes down she puts a chair there which is yeah. good um, anyway
1: so she's there she's stuck her phone is on the side in the kitchen yeah. and she doesn't have and she has the key to the front door so she knows that keith might be able to get in when he gets home yeah and while she's hunting around, she finds this secret passage.
0: Mm. What I liked about it to start with is when she looked in there into this secret passage, which was in the dark. When she went like, "Nope," yeah, which was funny because that relates back to our "Nope", nope. episode. Um but it was
1: And like, also I had said nope about three times. Oh yeah, and she's
0: that. like because normally in horror films they always make stupid decisions. And don't get me wrong, they do start making some stupid decisions further down the line in the film where you think, don't go I down really, there, don't go down there. But
1: I really don't think there are any stupid decisions in this film. Do you
0: not? Let's not let's hold that though, because yeah. we're gonna get further. So she finds this hallway. Goes in it at the end of the hallway, there's this horribly lit room with like a oh, stained my God. bed it with a camcorder disgusting. pointing at the bed and you're like, oh. There's like a
1: bloodstained mattress, yeah. a camcorder and a bucket and she's like, ew, this is gross. Oh, yeah. And for the whole time that I was watching it, I was like, she's going to get pushed in. Someone's going to push her in and lock the door.
0: Does she find the other bit Scary. to start with as well? No. So past this room, there's then a further room, which well, then there's... goes down into what looks like a bloody cave. They only doesn't find
1: it? that because so she's stuck in the thing next to this creepy, horrible room, and then Keith comes back. So she's banging on the window like Keith. Oh, I'm yeah. Downstairs, she passes in the key. He lets himself in, and then she's like, "We have to leave." She's freaking this out. This horrible room, Yeah. And he's like, "I'm not going anywhere just because you've told me there's this creepy room. Like, I do kind of want to see it for myself." He goes down there, she obviously stays upstairs and he just doesn't respond when she calls.
0: No, she, he does to start with, that's what I thought was really effective as well. She's like, can you see it? He's like, yeah, I can see it, I know what you mean. Yeah. Which obviously he's seen yeah. the bit that she wants him to see. Yeah. But what she doesn't realise is there's a further room, which yeah. he's gone down into these horrible burrowy tunnel things. I, and then you think...
1: I don't think he went down there of his own volition.
0: Oh, do you not? No. Oh, that's scary. Mm. because it it. then she's like, what's going on? What's going on? So she goes down to try and look for him mm. and ends up down in these burrows. And she finds him, but there's horrible things in there, isn't there, like cages, and you think, empty cages, oh, what are those for? And you just just think... a really menacing vibe down there, isn't there?
1: It's one of those, if you're watching it, to look out for what might come up. Mm-hmm. Everything she sees, you're like, well, she's going to end up in that cage. Oh, she's going to end up there. She's going to end up with this.
0: No, and she doesn't. I Uh, even turned to you, I went, I bet she's going to be in one of those cages. But she wasn't. Um, She comes, she finds Keith. And she's, what, this was quite scary. Like, he was, like, whispering to start with, there's someone else in here. Yeah. She's like, we need to go, we need to go. Like, still flapping, being loud. And then he's like, no, there is somebody else in here. Please shut up. And we think they're going to get out and then Keith gets his head smashed in multiple times and we see it. I have said this film is quite gruesome in those senses and just uncomfortable things as well in the film. Like yeah. what they then call this person that is down there is the mother. Um, Do they? And that's what it's referred to in like the way people talk about the film. Um, I remember them saying that in the film. But then, what was interesting was you. This bit ends where Keith had his head smashed in, and then we cut to LA, and I was like, "What on earth is going on?"
1: Yeah, it was a really weird tonal shift, mm. and it takes a while for you to really get why it's got there. Mm. But I think it was necessary. Like a oh,
0: it was clever. There Once things, it does start yeah, to weave the story in, but you think things that going later on
1: later, and you're like. And if this cut to L.A. wasn't in it, it wouldn't make sense.
0: Yeah. So basically what happens is we then move to L.A. Oh, and we... Have... Can I do
1: my one on this? Yeah, of course. go yeah. for it.
0: Oh. So
1: cut to L.A. Um, we see A.J. Gilbride, um, played by... Oh, what's Justin name? Long. Justin Long. Um, riding along in his car, singing and stuff. He gets a phone call... Um, and it transpires that he is now the subject of rape allegations by a female co-star. Um, so, obviously, his world spirals into chaos. He start he struggles for money to pay like all the legal fees he's going to have to pay. So he has to travel back to Michigan, where he owns a few properties, mm-hmm. um, and stay in one of his properties. There turns out uh, he is the owner of the Airbnb in which. Tess and Keith find themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So when he arrives, obviously all of their stuff is lying around and he is upset and confused. But um, nobody shows up and stuff. So he just sort of carries on his day trying to work out how to sell this house to get the money that he needs to pay his legal fees. Yeah,
0: because he rings the rental company. He's like, who's staying here? And they're like, oh, there's been nobody there for a couple of weeks, which was a good little bit of... uh, time Trans- exposition because yeah it's like yeah we now know, know that they've been, been down there yeah for potentially two so, weeks so yeah.
1: um so he also finds the the basement thing and he's like oh sick quids in i can add this to the square footage and get a few more oh, dollars yeah that my was pack, silly for my money yeah. then he finds the even creepier bit and is like oh even better and all of this um ends up in the tunnel.
0: There's that creepy room where she's this person who's down there has got like a video playing like where bed like bed
1: sheets and like a breastfeeding video. Tutorial. Oh
0: yeah, um, weird. So he does come across this mother hmm. falls into a pit hmm. where Tess is, and they put she puts like this gate over the top of it, and then she puts like this big bottle of milk down and makes them drink. Yeah. Tess has kind of got used to this by now and just thinks don't make her angry, just drink the goddamn mil- milk Whereas yeah. he's new to this situation he's like, I'm not drinking milk, it's weird as. Especially which, if it's her fair, black breast milk, is. which I think it probably Well where else is she? Yeah, exactly. Get milk? Um so weird. He doesn't drink it so she gets mad. She, she gets mad at him. Um What else I can't remember the next bit. Well uh, she takes
1: him off to go and force him to breastfeed to teach him because obviously she just thinks he's a reluctant baby and leaves the cage open so Tess sees her as her way to escape. Way out. Um, and when she escapes, the, the guy
0: who had run at her, who was, yeah,
1: the scary man who ran at her, shouting at her to get out of the house, rescues her. And she contacts the police who are uh, not portrayed in a favourable light, let's put it that way.
0: Well, I Entirely this is unharful. what I thought was interesting about the film and modern horror films in general is where it kind of uses something that's going on in society, like either a paranoia that's going on in society or something that is horrific in mm. itself, but then they use kind of horror films Mm -hmm. to look at it so obviously this dilapidated part of town which has been kind of absolutely just the community is no longer there there's nothing there Mm. the only the police just presume that everybody who is there is some kind of meth head paranoid mentally ill person and when she's
1: been stuck in a hole for two weeks she doesn't look great does she exactly
0: and it's but it's just how they just presume that to ignore her like that's okay to ignore her because she's in that part of town yeah um and i just think that was quite interesting um and yeah just thinking she's mad and and then that's almost a horrific thing in itself because you like as a when you're watching the film you think oh my god just believe her just believe her because it did happen to her like please just believe her so yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, Does it cut to the 70s at this point then? So
1: I think we might have missed the bit where it cuts to the 70s. But, listeners, it cuts to the 70s at one point. Mm. Um, which is where we find out where in Detroit we are and why it is such a shithole. Is because it was a thriving middle-class town neighbourhood. Mm. And then during the economic downturn, during the Reagan era, um, people started to up shop and leave shut shop, shop and leave
0: yeah it was weird wasn't it one guy goes oh you're leaving because we are yeah it it's not the right place anymore uh, this town's going to shit or something they said yeah um so in the 70s there's this guy
1: tall creepy thin guy who um goes to the supermarket and asks for baby supplies and he's a bit like weird with the woman
0: I thought she was a bit weird though, but I think that's American customer service for you. Yeah. What else in that would you era. want? What else would you want? I thought yeah. God can add She be just like, being helpful. Can I just do me shopping on my own? Thanks, Hutton. Um, like Yeah.
1: And then he went and uh deceived a young woman in her home, pretending he was like the water main sky or something. Unlocked her bathroom window from the inside, which I assume he came back later and kidnapped her. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of it from the 70s mm. but it suddenly makes the rest of what happens make sense
0: because basically the thing that is down there is the result of a few generations of inbreeding yeah so he took these women down there raped them had babies with them yeah probably then did the same to the babies yeah had babies with them. So it's become like this yeah. horrible, disfigured, kind of inbred creature.
1: Who's never seen the sun or yeah. anything. Like, can't
0: speak. Can't really speak.
1: Um,
0: other than saying... Yeah.
1: Oh, which bam, is actually... ba ba. Ah. And the next time we see that guy, um, while AJ is trying to escape the breastfeeding horror um he finds himself at another end of the labyrinth of tunnels um and this really old dude is lying there not really speaking very frail um and aj sees all of the videos which i assume were filmed on that video camera in the room with Mm. the bed where lots of horrible things were done. They to all the had moment. names on, didn't they? Which, they had w- names like Redhead, uh, and which, Wouldn't Stop Crying. And yeah, which owned, probably means, sickening. like,
0: he did do this. Yeah. There was quite a lot of victims he had. Yeah. Um, and I think once AJ finds that, which is interesting, because obviously he's been accused of something, and he kind of admits it. Uh, yeah, at one point, he's like, obviously says this man, you are disgusting. Yeah. Like... I might have done, I think I might have done what I've done, but you are on another level. Well, like,
1: I think also is quite clear AJ did what he did and admits that he did what he did, but doesn't see it as rape. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. It's
1: part of the problem, really. Oh, yeah. A lot of rapists don't know they're raping. Mm. So I think he is one of them.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: and I won't go into the details of it because I think that might
0: trigger some people yeah
1: be a bit upsetting for people uh-huh. but yeah so that is an important moment for AJ to go through in this horrible labyrinth Um, and then the guy shoots himself in the head so now AJ has a weapon to defend himself to get out Um, they
0: both get out
1: oh yeah they both get out AJ and Tessa get out Tess, sorry. um,
0: That guy who ran at her...
1: Helps them. Rescues them. He's been living in the local water tower for quite some time, and he takes them in. And they're just hanging out until morning, where they can get some proper help and stuff. Uh, But then the mother finds them again and...
0: Rips his arm off in a really gruesome, like...
1: Unhuman strength.
0: (laughs) I just knew as soon as they said... And I've AJ, been here 15 and years. and like, are, you, are we safe now? She's like, yeah, I've been in here 15 years and she's never got in. Cut to, she's coming flying through the wall. Yeah. Rips his arm off and then runs after these two. They both get up to the top of their wa- this water tower. Yeah. This bit is funny. So I think what, reading between the lines is, AJ kind of pushes Tess off the water tower.
1: There's no between the lines. No, hang it. on. Between...
0: So that bit's obvious because he's a selfish twat, basically.
1: He even narrates, though. He's like, I've done all of this learning. Like, I, like, sometimes good people do bad things. Mm. I can make this right. And then she's chasing them up the water tower, and he's like, I'm going to sacrifice you for the good of myself.
0: But reading between the lines is what I meant here. Mm. I quite think the mother has bonded to Tess a bit. Yeah. And when Tess goes off the side, she, like, does this Oh Tom my god daily dive off this water tower. The mother this is. And I couldn't help but laugh because it was quite funny. I
1: think you, me, and half the cinema. It was funny. Yeah.
0: But what... She, I mean, she gets to her quick because turns out instead of Tess slamming onto the floor, she's got to Tess in the air, put herself so she hits the floor first yeah. and Tess is on top of her, so Tess Protected has survived. Tess. Um... Me. <laughs> Little burp there. Yeah. Um. So, what happens next? Tess is alive. Uh, AJ
1: thinks that Mother is dead. Tess is alive. And then, as he's like picking Tess up to get her, up. the mother
0: grabs him. Mother grabs him. And she kills him in a very gruesome way.
1: Oh my god. Don't ruin that bit, though.
0: Do you not think? I mean, we've ruined the rest of the film, Ned.
1: She gouges his eyes out. But, with like, her in Yeah, but,
0: like, the way the colour of the stuff that came out of his eyes oh. was so realistic because normally I think in other films they show blood, but realistically it would be like goo. eye juice and goose yeah. and stuff, goose, goo and things. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty minging. Yeah. Um, and then Tess, I do think, almost feels a bit c- conflicted because she now has the gun, but she does decide to shoot. Although we well, don't I mean, actually see the person die because it cuts to the credits then, so maybe she didn't shoot.
1: What else would she do though? Like Well, I
0: think she almost feels a bit sorry for this thing, doesn't she, in a way?
1: Well yeah, and they do share a tender moment. Mm. But I like to think that she shot her.
0: Well yeah. Um, so do I. But yeah. Because
1: I don't think it w- that would be the point at which I'd be like, okay, well I don't get why you've made that decision. Wow. So Yeah, I'm I commented that I don't think unreasonable decisions were made in this film what do you think about that because then you said oh let's come back no i
0: think i think to start with when she's like nope not going down there nowhere like that that is a realistic but then when they're in the tunnels and they're starting to go a bit further no actually i think the bit where i thought you wouldn't do that or at least i wouldn't when he was measuring up AJ, and he went all the way down to these tunnels. And so, you wouldn't be like, I agree. why I you keep on do going? That. Why are you going?
1: But he had no reason to feel uncomfortable, because as far as he was aware, he owned the house and nobody was in it. Oh. And he's entirely selfish, so he's only thinking about the square footage. Mm-hmm. So obviously he would measure the whole square footage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I wouldn't necessarily make everybody's decision But because the characters were developed well enough and I kind of knew their angle and what got them going. Every decision made sense to me, which in most horror films doesn't happen. Most horror films, everyone's like, why the fuck are you choosing to do that? But every why the fuck moment in this film, I kind of I understood why the fuck they chose to do that. Yeah. Is what I've got to say on that one. Cool.
0: So now we've gone through it all, kind of general thoughts. I just want to say Georgina Campbell, um the Tess who plays Tess yeah. is really really amazing in this role. Yeah. Definitely. Um and I'm sure big things are coming for her. Yeah. Um I thought the direction from zach Craiger is very good. Um and Randy really Bue Krieger, Craiger 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 um, it's beautifully shot, and what I do, I like, I give him extra props, um, because kind of in a small place like a house, mm. I think it's even more difficult sometimes to get mm. some beautiful kind of yeah. shots. But yeah. I think the way parts of the the house was framed made it scarier because you could see that that door up at the back of the house but you could yeah i just thought it was really really well made it's been a sleeper hit in america it didn't open it's opened quite a few weeks ago in the us right. didn't open to particularly big numbers but it's gone on to being to do well um, yeah i
1: mean on that i i've been hearing for weeks that this is a really really scary film like one of the scariest type things and for that reason, I was watching it feeling scared because I was expecting to be more scared than I was by it. Oh, don't if know you if can you can hear, hear fireworks. Those fireworks. Um, so it's another one of those for me, but that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy it. Like I thought it was really, really good. Um, maybe we're just not easily scared anymore. Desensitized. Maybe. Maybe.
0: No, I am a bit of a worse. But there's quite a few films know. now where I've not been like. Loads of people saying this was absolutely terrifying and it was scary, but it wasn't like, I wasn't thinking about it after. Do you know what? Maybe, maybe it's because it wasn't a
1: paranormal thing mm. and the things that really disturbed me are the paranormal, paranormal. ones. same for
0: me, which we said in the yeah. Lie Witch episode, did um,
1: What I liked about this, um, we've talked a bit about it's kind of using the setting of Detroit as a key Mm. device in there um i liked the um link not the links what am i trying to say it sort of had themes of sexual violence which is obviously quite a solid basis to set a horror film on but it touched on sexual violence in hollywood so like drawing on the me too movement as well as sexual violence in suburbia where like
0: it's kind of swept under the yeah, yeah, it's
1: less seen but almost a bit more insidious. I don't know. Um mm. not to compare. Obviously. I liked kinda of like I, I like how it drew on both contexts and made it kind of relevant and tied the story together through that.
0: And I liked how it had that story of what's happened to Detroit, what happened to the yeah. city and and Yeah, it just kind it of set everything it didn't in a social these, context. Yeah, if it didn't have the social context or it would probably be a bit of an aff film. Mm. But it like if they'd have tried to do it somewhere bits. else,
1: then it, it it was those layers for me that made it good, yeah, um, what I do think though, because it was there was the storyline of Tess and Keith, there was the storyline of a j there was obviously the flashback to the seventies. I almost think it could have done with a bit more exploration of both halves of that and maybe sort of brought them together in like a part two type thing. I thought we were really going to go back to out.
0: the 70s, but I was yeah. shocked when we only went back for that small bit. It felt,
1: to me, because it's only a one hour 45 film, which is a really good length for a horror. I don't like horrors that are too much longer because I just think you just mm. get a bit bored of being scared. Yeah. Um. But if it was two one hour and 45 minute films, I don't think it would have been any worse for it and you'd have got a lot more
0: a bit like uh, an ex Pearl situation yeah something like that I think and this I this storyline would have
1: really lent itself to that yeah. in my opinion but uh, really that's a good thing because it means I liked it and I would have seen it twice
0: mm, interesting yeah okay so what stars did you give it what
1: stars did I give
0: it okay I'll go first three and a half
1: I think I gave it four
0: which, now I've spoke about it, I would probably move up to a four, but I'm going oh. to stick with what I said.
1: No, I did do three and a half.
0: But I would say four now. Now I've talked through it.
1: Yeah, I think I've talked myself up. Well, but I'm, I'm gonna not going to change it.
0: Oh, I don't edit, I just kind of... But I do think it's interesting how your perspective changes as well.
1: Well, having 24 hours to sit on it, and then also to talk through it in...
0: <laughs> 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 in such detail. Um... Yeah? And it passed Bechdel.
1: Yes. Yeah. Intra- yeah. Import- Not Vita Russell, but I didn't expect it, it to. Bechdel. Um... Any other points before our close? There was one. No. No, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone.
0: And that's all for this time. If you've enjoyed this episode of Gays on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcasting platform of choice. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram or Twitter. We are at Gays on Film Pod. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So please feel free to drop us a message, especially about this one. <laughs> um, I have been Declan. And I have been Ned. And this has been Gays on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.